0: Today's sponsor are my good friends from Kaletka Undersea, a clothing company born from thousands of hours roaming on and under the ocean, bringing original art based imagery to your favorite apparel. Visit kaletka.com, that's K A L L E T K A.com, and enter coupon code ThisOcean15 for 15% off all merch. Kaletka Undersea. Enjoy the humble pursuit.
1: I've got a little wetsuit or spring suit and a weight belt. And I've got my fins and my my mask and my snorkel. And then I've got all of these props with me. So we're lugging them into the water, (laughs) as you can imagine, overheating at this point because it's a warm day and we get in the water. Only we find that like all the practice I had done out of the water. Well, now these palms are probably 20 pounds heavier, 10 pounds heavier. I'm exaggerating a little bit, but they're heavier right now. It's like I'm moving mops underwater.
0: My guest today is Amber Jade, freediver, underwater model, world traveler, entrepreneur, and overall wonderful human. I had the honor of sitting down with Amber at her home on the North Shore of Oahu and talking story about the beautiful challenge of underwater modeling and finding flow in the ocean. Amber takes us through her life growing up in the Hawaiian Islands, finding her love for freediving and world travel. Really great perspective from this very humble and talented woman of the water. So thanks for being here today. And now let's get into the ocean life of Amber Jade. Welcome to this Ocean Life Podcast.
1: Thanks for having me, Josh. (laughs) I'm grateful to be here.
0: Appreciate your enthusiasm and (laughs) for hosting me at your house here on the iconic north shore of Oahu.
1: Yeah, totally. You're welcome. Thanks for being here.
0: Yeah, yeah. So give us the lay of the land here so everybody thinks of north shore oahu as in like big surf and stuff but there's another like very chill nice meditative aspect especially to where you live so talk about the town where you are where we are right now at your house
1: yeah we're at um the top of pupukea which is uh, a very long ridge up on the north shore of hawaii um right next to waimea bay and so there's a, a beautiful heiau which is a a place of ceremonial value for ancient Hawaiians and then you drive all the way up towards the back and there's a ranch so it's a lot of country up here.
0: Yeah it's beautiful and it's kind of rainy but sunny and just green and lush.
1: Yeah we're in the mountains. Yeah yeah truly <laughs> truly. And we're five minutes on the beach which is such a hack.
0: <laughs> I know it's trippy like it's been raining a lot I mean everywhere the weather's been weird but especially in California where I'm from this winter has been crazy. How's it been here?
1: It's been weird as well. Lots of rain. Definitely, lots of rain is to be expected. Um, and of course, the winter has been amazing. We had the yeah. Eddie I Cow here recently, earlier in the year. So overall, it's been it's been crazy cool. Yeah,
0: yeah, good, yeah. Good, good, good. So now we're so close to the water, we could look out and see like Haliva and a bunch of neat stuff. And so for you, you a big part of your life is spent on, in, and around the ocean. Yes. And one of the cool things that I really w- want to hear more about from you is the concept of, and I should ask you this before we started, it, do you call what you do underwater modeling or underwater <laughs> photography? I forgot to ask you that before You're we started. Great.
1: No, I mean, I, I think it's kind of a multifaceted experience anytime you get in the water, right? So there are aspects of like, yeah, where I, I am the model. And then there are times where I will bring my GoPro with me and I feel like more of the photographer. Yeah. So so it kind of depends on the dive, really.
0: Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. So. A lot of the time it's you being photographed by somebody doing something cool. Like you're mm-hmm. holding palm fronds, or you're diving down or there's neat scenery and it's very pretty, pristine. It's, it's gorgeous because it's like you guys pick awesome places. Mm-hmm. You have a pro photographer. You're very comfortable in the water. So it looks very, very cool. So what is it actually like when you do these these shoots, if you will?
1: Yeah, I would say it is chaotic usually <laughs> most people don't realize it but it's totally chaotic um, especially when you're first learning how to do this right you've got so many different parts to think about whether like what you're wearing what you're holding and you just mentioned the palm trunk uh, you know the palms for instance and that was a whole nother can <laughs> of worms so it is it is deceivingly chaotic um, but that's the that's the whole thing right is to make yeah. it look like it's not.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so take us through one. I mean, is it like from concept to creation? Creation being the output is like this awesome photo mm-hmm. that maybe the photographer uses, you use, etc. But mm-hmm. then there's like a time. I'm guessing you sit down. You're like, okay, how about Saturday at noon? The, the you know the, the conditions look good. Mm-hmm. The sun's going to be nice. We'll go to this spot. We'll plan to do this. I have these palm fronds or whatever that might be. <laughs> so from that to actually going in the water, holding your breath, because we're not on scuba Mm -mm. and there's two people. So just talk about that aspect of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So here's what I'll actually tell you is that 80% of the time it's not planned. 80% of the time it's more like, all right, we're just going to meet at a location. Mm. (laughs) Good luck. Let's figure this out. Because sometimes there's a missing element of communication. With where I'm at now, having done underwater modeling, I'd say for the last few years I've gotten into it, now um, walking you through the process process of all right like I'm in the water right so the most recent experience with uh, David Rodriguez um, you know going in the water together with the palms we had an element of of practice actually where I was standing on the beach with these huge leaves definitely a sight right <laughs> <laughs> but practicing sort of okay what shapes do I want to create with with this uh, with these objects right with these props? um, and, and figuring out how to move. Now we are suited up, right? I've got my, my, in this case, I've got a little wetsuit or spring suit and a weight belt, and I've got my fins and my, my mask and my snorkel. And then I've got all of these props with me. So we're lugging them into the water. <laughs> as you can imagine overheating at this point, cause it's a warm day and we get in the water. Only we find that like all the practice I had done out of the water. Well, now these palms are probably 20, Pounds heavier, 10 pounds heavier. I'm exaggerating a little bit, but they're heavier, right? Now it's like I'm moving mops yeah, underwater.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> um, so then, okay, so we set up the sort of area. We're like, all right, this is the spot we're gonna go out. And we we swim out probably 10, 10 or minutes or so just out to the middle of the ocean-ish direction. And now let's say we're setting up for the shot. Um, David will go down and put down the props and me, I'm kind of assessing, all right, where he's going to be where the light is in relationship to the photographer right and then sort of what movements right so we'll talk about it at the surface and then and then we'll go down and then go for it I'll pause there for a second what are your thoughts so that's far?
0: cool no that I love like the ad hoc nature because the ocean like you could plan like Tuesday at two will go but like you pretty much you just got to show up and go and check it out and suss it out and be like um no probably not that way let's go up here a little bit further because of whatever the water looks totally got it and then you get out there and that's what's funny too is that like when you bring stuff with you into the water it can become like an anchor or it changes your buoyancy
1: 100 (laughs) percent, yeah it changes a lot more than people realize it even changes sort of like how you move in the water and then and then also it's like the amount of oxygen and energy it takes to then all right i gotta pose with this thing i gotta figure out like how what what is this gonna look like um so, hopefully that paints a, a pretty good picture now, when it comes to doing things like in front of the camera, right? I am constantly thinking of of shapes. I'm also thinking through of like with my face. I used to make the mistake of like not thinking about what my face looked like, so I had this sort of weird like I look like I was struggling in water for the longest time, holding my breath, yeah. but it's a con you have to consciously make the decision to like relax your muscles and be calm and peaceful. So there's like a mental game attached to all of this too. So
0: And so the face thing, you, you probably took it for granted or can't take it for granted until you saw some pictures of you underwater. Right. And you're oh. like, Whoa, what yeah. am I doing? Like <laughs> You're like, that'd be a sick shot. But my face all scrunched up. Like yeah. I just got bit by or stung by a jellyfish or something. Oh. So, Totally. Yeah, but then so there's the breathe up element, too. So you both are like, hey, we're ready. We're going to do this. You're communicating and then you're like, breathe up and you go.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, in the last few years of doing this, I've started kind of creating like a sort of system of how do I communicate to my photographer, especially when I'm underwater, too, right? Like we've only got so much time. I would say, look, my best breath hold is four minutes, right? Yeah. Four minutes and three seconds. But if you're underwater and you're moving, there's a lot happening. So you have to be able to communicate efficiently and effectively. So so now I've also introduced like hand movements of like, okay, which direction do you want me to move? Oh, yeah. As well as what where do you want me to like look? So those are yeah. some new elements too.
0: Yeah. And then there's like a finite time underwater because your breath. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you don't get a good breathe up because your head's all because you know mm-hmm. you're splashed around, you're thinking, and you go down, and you're like, you're just getting set up, but then you're like, I'm out. So you go back up and yeah. you gotta do it again. So there's that element I'm guessing of patience with both the photographer might have the same deal, like you know. Totally. Um, that sounds so fun, though, actually, because then you got you can get in sync. And so, wh- what would you say? How long does it take before you both go? You know, I think we got that one. I would say
1: maybe an. I mean, it dep- One, I think it depends on the shot, but usually, my like usually when I'm in the water with a photographer, I. It, I'd say sometimes we get it as quickly as like a, an hour or so, yeah. or we get them right off the bat. I remember one photographer, my first time really getting in the water was with a, uh, a guy named Damian Barry. He runs the Coral Conservancy. And when we started working together, um, it was, gosh, we had 15 minutes because um, the waves were so intense that day. But we got like three incredible shots yeah. in 15 minutes. So it really just kind of depends, I think, on... Sometimes it's just luck, man, yeah, being honest. Yeah, and then other yep. times it's like you're, you are in sync with the photographer. There's sort of this element of like yeah. cohesiveness there. It's difficult it's crazy <laughs> it
0: is i love it because like again you scan through instagram you see these shots and some of you and other women doing it and it's like oh that's so beautiful and you move on but what again you don't realize unless you know how like hectic it can be like the ocean is the ocean it doesn't care if you get your shot it doesn't care if you have a good time you know mm-hmm. and so there's it's just, there's so many different pieces to you getting that done and then also being safe Right. And cautious, because there's that element, too, you know? Totally.
1: There's being safe with um, the environment that you're in, right? You're thinking through things like current and visibility. And then, of course, you're throwing in sometimes wildlife, like sharks or dolphins. Or I, for instance, ran into a monk seal um, a few days ago, or lots of sea turtles. Right. So there's, there's that aspect. And then of course it's like, you also need to be safe with the people that you're with too. So
0: yeah. Yeah. So while you're doing that, any like scares or anything like, Whoa, like the turtle just blows by you or the monk seals like <laughs> in your face. <laughs> oh,
1: I've, I've definitely had some pretty close encounters with animals, but not necessarily in violent or in sort of a, a fear or I'm gonna be attacked yep. sort of way. I'm so fortunate in that I have never really had that experience. Knock mm-hmm. on wood, hopefully yeah. it never happens. <laughs> I know, I yeah. know.
0: Same, same. So of all the different shoots you've done. Mm-hmm. Well, first let me ask this question. How many shoots have you done underwater, would you say?
1: Oh gosh. At this point I've, uh, so I so I I've been so fortunate to get a chance to work with so many photographers. Um I I'd say over few dozen maybe maybe 50 or 60 or so like specifically with the intention of modeling in front of mm-hmm. but as a diver altogether I mean I've done hundreds I've yeah. been diving since I was little so. yeah
0: yeah and we're gonna get into that too <laughs> um, but of the shoots is there one that stands out like whether it was the conditions or the, the piece that came out of it the end product the picture or something yeah that stands out for you
1: yeah this one time, it wasn't really necessarily even with the intention of modeling. It just was happenstance. I was out with Damien, who I'd mentioned earlier, and we had gone out of electric beach mm-hmm. here on Oahu and a pot of dolphins came across us, oh. but not just once, these guys came up to us on three separate occasions. By the third time I straight up was like, guys, like we understand that you guys are all about the camera, but like, we're- <laughs> they loved the camera. It was fun, but it was. We didn't chase them. We just we really focused on doing our own thing and and they came up to us curious and we had these these iconic these beautiful photos oh, and it just That's unreal. You can't plan for something no. like that, you know?
0: Oh, that's so special. I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah that is so cool. So then you said your life, you spent basically a lifetime to be to prepare for this. So it's not just something you just go, oh, I can snorkel, I'll go do this. Because again, <laughs> breathing up, knowing the ocean, swimming out, all that stuff, it takes water knowledge and you don't get that overnight. So you, who grew up here in Oahu, mm-hmm. you grew up in the water in many different ways. So where did all this start? Like rewind the origin story of like you and you're the development of your ocean life, if you
1: will. Sure. Um, I'd say my earliest memory of really falling in love with the ocean was maybe when i was nine years old boogie boarding i loved it my stepfather carl he got me in the water and we just got we would go out until it would get dark because of how much i loved boogie boarding and then when i was 11 i got into sailing when I was in high school, um, scuba diving, I was certified and then began volunteering on dive boats because I loved it so much all summer long. I mean, I was diving three times a day easily, like, because I would just show up and pr- carry tanks with yeah. me, right? So, um, and then on top of the competitive sailing, I also got into outrigger canoeing, which is, you know, it's kind of like crew, but it's Hawaiian style in that it's these long hauls and it's six people, but we're paddling, it's outrigger canoeing, so we're moving forward. and so 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 grateful like that i have so many core memories of being yeah. in the water
0: and so where where was this at i mean we're on Oahu, but like what part what you know what was yeah. your main beach what was your go-to yeah. zone that you kind of did or did, was it everywhere
1: uh-huh it was mostly out of waikiki uh because that was out of the waikiki yacht club and then um and then whenever i had practice it was like just kind of up in the Aloai, It's a lot of the other canoe mm-hmm. clubs and uh or at least where they house their canoes and so we kind of launched out of there yeah. And then just was so fortunate to take that love with me over the last year around the world. So, yeah. So mostly here on Oahu on the South Shore. Say.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so all those things you've mentioned, the sailing, um, outrigger, yeah. scuba diving, are any of those things you still jump into here and there?
1: I'm getting back into outrigger canoeing now that I'm back home in Hawaii on a more full-time basis. Mm-hmm. So I'd certainly say that that is it. But but the free diving, I think, has been taken to the next level. Mm. Cause I've not only gotten certified, I got certified in Dubai. Um, but then I'm taking so my birthday, my birthday present to self as my next level of my Ada diving. Um, and my goal is nice. to get to a hundred feet by this year, hopefully within the next few weeks, I'll get there. I'm right there, man. Sweet. I'm so close. Um, but really the focus has been free diving.
0: Yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. So what made you decide to get certified in Dubai, which you don't really associate with like water stuff, but there is quite a bit of water stuff there, which is trippy.
1: There is. In fact, it's home to the deepest man-made pool, I think on the planet, deep dive Dubai, which was also on my bucket list. And while I was in Dubai, I did that. So like that's, that is, it all just kind of seamlessly fit together. I wanted to experience deep dive Dubai. There was an opportunity with free diving UAE. He goes by apnea pirates on Instagram. Great guy, um, Yuri. And he had a course where he was, you're able to have the experience at deep dive Dubai too. So that's yeah. it's
0: like a two for one.
1: Totally, man. I lucked out. He, and he's an incredible instructor too. So wow. Yeah.
0: Hey, so how deep is that thing? The man-made pool? Like,
1: I think it's like 180 feet. I could be wrong. Don't quote oh, yeah. me on that, but I wrote an article about it and I'm pretty sure it's like 180 or two. It's like right, right there. I think it's 60 meters. It's, it's, if not more than that, 60 to 80 meters, something, something absurd.
0: But it makes sense to be in Dubai because everything's like super sized in Dubai. Like they don't mess around. (laughs) We'll make our own islands and we'll have the Burj Khalifa. Is that what it is? The super, super tall one. Yeah, Burj
1: Khalifa. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 (laughs) I was there once and I was on a work trip and I was like, I got to get in the water. You know, and there's like that little, I don't know, there's like a little surf shop, that one beach that's like roped off where you can surf. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and I like rented a board and I was surfing and I'm like, this is, you know, fun. And then I'm like, I'm going to go for like a paddle because there's all this open water and that all day long. And so I just started paddling. I, I grabbed the SCP from these guys and I kept going and like, it's, it's like when you're walking down Vegas, like, oh, we'll just go to that thing, but it's so huge. And all of a sudden I'm like. 20 minutes and half an hour, an hour later, I'm like, Oh, I got to get back now. And the wind picked up (laughs) and these guys in their boats come by going, what is this guy doing? Yeah. But yeah, it's a trippy place.
1: It is a trippy place. It is (laughs) crazy. And, uh, and also very special.
0: When we come back, Amber talks world travel adventures and shares her approach to entering the flow state when freediving. Stay with us. So while we're talking about traveling in Dubai, it's an amazing place. So that was one of many, many destinations. You took a nice chunk of time (laughs) and you traveled around the world, basically. I did. So first of all, like I've thought about if I could plan a trip, like how would you go about doing that?
1: Okay. So how I sort of planned my year of traveling by myself, crazy. I house sat and pet sat for people around the world. I put my God, stuff in storage. Great idea. I work remotely. And because I'm by myself, intentionally, by the way, I figure, you know what? Taking care of animals and having their company, I think, is probably really healthy. So there's an app called Trusted House Sitters. Yeah. Uh, I'll give
0: you the code for We've that. We've used it. Yeah. yeah. It's awesome.
1: It's amazing. And so I would make sure I selected um, house sits that were over a month long. And my theory with travel is have a general direction and leave room for the unexpected. So what I mean by that is there are certain things I wanted to do or see. The Northern Lights is an, a good example of oh, one. Yeah. Deep Dive Dubai is another clear one, right? And so as I found these house houses, it was kind of a combination of I know I want to do diving. I know these are some certain events I want to experience. And also I'm flexible enough to see sort of what happens with who I meet. Much of my itinerary and and all of that is really shaped by recommendations from locals. I like to I like to ask a local really diving wise that's that was like I knew I was going towards, for instance, like Dubai from Portugal I knew I was going to Dubai. so I connected with some underwater photographers with diving there. so yeah,
0: so you reach out, say, hey, I'm gonna be here in this time frame and just kind of made friends connections and then had somebody to go dive with. And
1: yeah. Yeah. um, A really good example of that was when I flew. So I had been living in Portugal for a month and a half and um, I'd connected with a photographer named Benjamin Ricalame. I don't know if I said his last name right, but Hmm. Benjamin Ricalame, incredible photographer. And he was like, Hey, I've got a guest room. Like you're totally more than welcome to stay. You know, I'm a little apprehensive. I'm like, ah, maybe he ended up being really respectful, kind, generous. And um, you know, I I was able to work, uh, stay with him for like a week. And, and he took me to all the cool diving space, uh, spaces in Spain, in Menorca, Spain. And oh, it was wow. just so great. And I met Esther Abad and I mean, it was just, yeah, it's just remarkable.
0: Yeah. So, uh, gee, I have like a thousand questions. So stay on Spain for a moment. Like, um, so that was on your bucket list of like water zones to go dive in. Mm-hmm. Um, like, did you see a movie? Did you see photos? Cause there's always something that we see that we're like, I got to go
1: there. You yeah. know? So what,
0: what drew you to Spain? Like what was the influence?
1: Um, I would say some of Ben's photos and the people I'd see, I mean, it was, it was really the dramatic caves that I thought oh. were really pretty. The features, the sort of Kelpie it's, I mean, it's completely different than Hawaii, right? Hawaii is full of sort of like this tropical coral, like these sort of different sort of wildlife kind of like you get pine trees in the Pacific Northwest and palm trees here. Yeah. It's like, I wanted to see sort of variation. And from what I'd seen, it's just like the water looked beautiful. And I also, I also really like Spanish food and, and yeah. all of that too. Yeah. So I mean, I stopped in Barcelona, so I knew I was going to go to Barcelona. I was like, oh, yeah. well, there are these islands that are nearby, but I'm, I don't want to go to Ibiza. I wasn't there for, to party. I was there yeah. to go and like be in nature, so mm-hmm. Menorca.
0: Yeah. yeah so then you you like kind of identify your country and then you kind of identif- identify the region of the country and then like you said your philosophy is just to kind of get there and then let the trip kind of evolve as it will totally. so did that did you see that happening
1: so much so much it's incredible I can't tell you the truly just some great people I meet everywhere like and the experiences I mean for goodness sakes an experience in Dubai I met um, um, a musician and I was I was not in just one music video. I was in two music videos Oh no way! and it became a Spotify <laughs> cover. It's crazy, you know, but, but this happens a lot because you just become open to people that yeah. you meet and you say yes, more oftentimes than you say no. And it was so out of my comfort zone, but man, that is the salt of life. Wow. So, um, yeah, so a lot of things similar, you know, not exactly being in music videos all over the, the planet, but certainly yeah. like, <laughs> I meet really great people. And they're, they take me on these extraordinary adventures or ex- get a chance to experience some cool
0: things. So, yeah, yeah, that's great. And so you're basically popping around. And Trusted House Sitters is rad. We, we use it for our house. And, like, best people will come watch your pets. Yeah. Take care of your house. <laughs> so you can bail for two weeks or a week, what have you. And so you were on there like, hey, I'm going to go to the next place, like Portugal or something. Mm-hmm. And so you're on there trying to get a gig, a house sitting gig. Yeah. <laughs> is that where you're just kind of trying to pop? Yeah. The flow.
1: I'll apply to a few of them. Yeah. And, and at this point, I'm fortunate enough to have really great reviews yeah. and I've done well with that yeah. uh, people now proactively reach out to me. So I've got another one planned out now. There's a, this isn't as aquatic, but it will be aquatic after. So I'm going to Botswana in the oh, fall. Wow. And then from there, I, I'm, my intention is to go up to Egypt and dive in the Red Sea. And so... <sighs> Live aboard. there's going to be a little yeah. bit there i'm signing up for i think it's the aggressor through diving liveboards so that's what i'm going to yeah, be doing because so.
0: that's insane diving red sea
1: <sighs> unbelievable i cannot wait yeah ah.
0: that's gonna be cool <laughs> so on your trip we so we talked about sport yeah. <laughs> Portugal. yeah portugal <laughs> spain <laughs> um dubai so what other water like other coastal places that were on your on your list that you that you landed in and got to experience
1: um what other ones i mean portugal was amazing i i had heard of the azores but i'd never heard of madeira until i was in portugal and again like asked people like what they'd recommend they said go to madeira and bought a gopro 10 dove in and just unbelievable like the parrot fish were these vibrant reds and grays and these bright purple algae it was just it's Madeira, Portugal, I thought was just unbelievable too. Oman, Muscat, oh, Oman wow. diving out there is really cool too. Yeah, Fujairah, which is which is same sort of side, right? So Dubai is on the left; it's more on the west side. You have to kind of drive across the country. Fujairah is on the right, so it's east. But yeah, Oman is right there and and there's some great diving out there too. So.
0: Yeah. So were you um, split in time between like scuba and freediving or were you all...
1: No, it was mostly, it was all freediving. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I focused on
0: freediving. Yeah. Yeah. And so is the sport of freediving is like growing. It seems like a lot and a lot, which is great. So out there, it's a big thing. Like you had no problem finding people to go freedive with because it's <laughs> growing out there <laughs> in the growing. UAE kind of zone as well. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'd say it's growing internationally. It's growing all over the planet. I'm sure big contributing factor is like Avatar, right? Yeah. And I'm grateful. I'm actually so grateful for that though, because more people, more people if, if we realize how connected we are to the ocean, how much it really influences our well being, man, I think we would do a much better job of taking care of it. I know. It's incredible.
0: I'm f- very certain you're dead on hundred percent. And I agree with you on that one. Yeah. Um talk about like the free diving aspect now, like the meditative aspect. And it's such a one that's one thing I love about it is when Either I'm in the water, of course, but there's also like you're on your laying on your floor just practicing your breathing or mm-hmm. stretching. And yeah, you're practicing for freediving, but when you get up from just doing that practice, you feel great, right? Right. Because your breath controls so much of your own mind, you slow down, et cetera. And that's one thing for me, if I like you, a busy person professionally, you're doing a lot of stuff where it's nice to have an opportunity to just like sh- shut the old brain down for. A while, yeah, you know, very healthy. So what's your like philosophy? What do you, how do you get in that mindset, which is very helpful before diving Mm -hmm. or before free diving?
1: Yeah, I am. So I would, I would actually say, and you'd brought this up earlier in in our interview of like, oh, well, you kind of shifted, right? A little bit of like, what do you focus on now? Free diving, right? That's my big focus now. And And a big reason is exactly what you just said, the meditative aspect of it. I don't struggle. I, I've been diagnosed with like, um, a personality disorder, like a mental health disorder, you know, through my youth. And so getting meditative and free diving is, is so important and so vital, because it's part of my part of just Mm -hmm. having a good state of like being just my well being personally, my well being, right. When I am getting into sort of a meditative space, um, my go to is to to just do a body scan like a very detailed body scan mm. and so practicing this here um, you know when i'm on dry land and then practicing it in the water, right? It's so everything from The very top right? I think even of like the strands of my hair touching my like my, my head and my scalp all the way to the like muscles behind my eyeballs and like every part into the like my tippy toes right and like I get to the very nitty-gritty and all meditation is is just like focus. It's just an intense focus on a singular thing, and the one thing we all have in common is our is our breath, right? So how do I do that? Well, that's it. Just doing a very detailed body scan.
0: Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. So you'll do that. You say practicing at home, and then you also do it as you're getting ready to dive. Mm-hmm. Like so, when you enter the water, like, hey, we're getting ready. You'll start. You'll start that process to kind of just get your your head set. Yeah. And then you breathe up the stuff. Yeah, I love that. For me when I when for me diving, I like the big like the big extended I'm like, "Oh, feel my stomach extend." Yeah. And then like <laughs> and then like put my mind on like the you know, like however you want to do it with like the slowing down of your breath out and like I put my mind on that. Mm-hmm. Even when I'm driving to my dive spot mm-hmm. or on the boat or something. And what I try really hard not to do is get all amped up because like especially for me like most of time I'm like trying to go sh- like shoot a fish. So you're like, <gasps> you're like, oh, it's because it's so fun. I just like, can't wait. I love spearfishing. And it's like, you know, a kid in a candy store, but I'm like, dude, just calm down. Yeah. You got to, you, you know, you can go get excited and go surfing and have that excitement factor. But having that excitement factor when you go out, you know, spearfishing or f- freediving is different. So I just got to like gotta chill out.
1: Yeah. It looks better when you're in front of the camera to move slowly. Right. So a lot of it is when I'm getting into that space is all right, like. here to be calm cool collected i'm going to move slowly i'm going to enjoy the water so i even change even the cadence of speaking you become
0: very intentional
1: totally yeah totally um so it's that's great because it's such a
0: model for how you can just like live life differently too
1: a hundred percent and i would imagine it's even more effective with spearfishing right because sudden movements right like will scare aquatic life that's that's why freediving is so great because it's a lot quieter you don't have all this ruckus or chaos with all the bubbles going in and out right you know it's from your regulator it's when you're free diving it's quiet it's peaceful you are with with everything else there you're part of part of the ecosystem yeah you know so
0: yeah and you know you really know it when you're not there mentally because then your breath is like bad you're mm-hmm. like you go back up okay mm-hmm. and then like you maybe feel better or whatever but you know when you rush it you know and there's those dives when you just suddenly you're like, wow, how long have I been down here? I, this is, you're so calm and so perfect. You know, mm-hmm. you know, then you, what you did up top in your mind and your breath has now allowed you to have this peaceful moment, but you know, when you rush it or, you know, when you're off kilter or oh, whatever, you totally. know, it's so interesting. Um, <laughs> so then do you apply just like general meditation as well? Because for me, like I like to meditate at home and a lot of times I'll try to do breath too, but sometimes it's just like straight working on my head which then allows me to kind of calm down when I'm in the water as well. So do you do some of that too to kind of help with the free diving?
1: Yeah, I think they both kind of fall hand in hand. I mean, I intentionally started to focus on free diving because I wanted to enhance my ability to meditate Mm -hmm. and focus and choose calm, choose quiet, choose peace, allow it more in my life. And yeah, I'd I'd say it has for both aspects. And by doing it here and practicing it here, when I'm out there, it is more top of mind. I'm not so focused on the external factors of, oh, the sloshing and, oh, I've got water in here. Oh, you know, it's, it's a lot more like, okay, nothing is a big deal. Oh, there's water in my ah, oh, All right, I'm just going to get that out. And you're more, there's a graciousness that also kind of mm. unfolds within self. When you're out there, it's, nothing is as big of a deal as it seems. Nothing is as bad as it seems. It's just, okay, things are as they are. And you're either choosing to be uncomfortable with it or not. So they flow very much yeah. hand in hand, I'd say. Yeah,
0: yeah. and to your point you mentioned earlier, like if more people did learn how to free dive and be in the water, like you could, you could tell how like there's nobody who does it, goes, ah, I, I came out all amped up. It's just bad for my life. Like Nobody does <laughs> it. It's the exact opposite, you know what I'm saying? So it's like if more people did it, because you do forget about your life, that you know, just gets, gets in your way a lot of time. Um,
1: yeah, it's hard. I mean, like... The ocean is so we are 75 percent water, right? Mm-hmm. So technically, it's, it's a big part of who we are. I think I think as humans, when we're so landlocked and we don't spend time in it, one, we, for, we don't have a relationship with it. So we forget by forgetting and, and not being like not being in the ocean and not being in the water. I think, I don't know, you just kind of go through the motions and you're, you don't focus on
0: yeah
1: I just see people in concrete jungles and how stressed out they are. I don't envy that. No. And I, I think there's an element of part of spending time in what we're even made up biologically. That yeah.
0: Kind of yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. Bat. So you're mentioning continuing to do more training, get to the level two. So tell me right now, you're like, I'm close to a hundred. Like where, where are you at with that whole, your, your personal goal of getting there? Like
1: Oh yeah. I mean, so I've been working on it. Like I know at this point, it's just a mental block. At this point, it's it's the mental game. I have been able to hold my breath for a single, you know, so for dynamic apnea, I can hold my breath for at, at least 60 meters of a single, right, like back and forth between a pool. So now it's getting really used to the pressure mm. of when you get sort of, I mean, and you know the, the, how your body starts to feel right at 15 meters, right? You're like still sort of neutrally buoyant, but after that 15 meter mark is right when you start to sort of sink, right? And so then it's the pressure of all that water above you and yeah and it's even more difficult to equalize, right? So it's a lot of those, those things. And all the so circling back to the whole getting meditative, being quiet, like it's because you also need to be hyper aware of what is happening around you and coach yourself through these sort of different elements that you're experiencing on a physical spectrum. Because I know when the water gets colder and I yeah. I'm like my brain is saying Hey, you're deep.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Alarm bell. yeah. You're not
1: close to oxygen. <laughs> you know, it was like, you're, you're here for a little while longer, you know? And it's, you have to, you have to not just work past it. You have to calmly work past it. Yeah. You have to be like, all right, like you're fine. You're okay. There's a, there's a gentleness. There's a, yeah. you know, because yeah. if you're down there, as you said, and you're like, Come on, you got this. It's
0: like <laughs> that gonna happen. Yeah. Yeah. You're not running track, you're not playing a sport no. like Yeah, where amp being amped is good.
1: No, no, no. <laughs> we we want anti-amp. Yes.
0: <laughs> so then there's it's interesting when you look at like free diving because there's and especially in your scenario where there's this depth factor, because yes, you have to physically like be able to hold your breath for a certain amount of time just to get down and up. Like, okay, let's just start there. So we get that done. Mm-hmm. You feel good about it, right? Then there's like there is like you said the mental part of you're feeling the pressure you have to equalize you're feeling your weight buoyancy changes you get deeper there's all these other factors you got to cross each one of those off the list to like go get this done it's such a it's such a dynamic and complex um, sport when you really think about it, there's so many different factors you know and there are. It's all here for the most part your lungs and your you get that that's the easy part anyway. But it's the head space It's the like head space the challenging part mm-hmm. yeah and what i love about it is like the spear fishing and there's a time as you, you said like meditative aspect in, in santa cruz you know like kelp forests and stuff and yeah in the summertime we get these big giant white sea bass that come in you're not even diving deep you're diving like the reef's probably 25 feet down and you're probably down 10 or 12 right there but these fish are so spooky and you're in the you're with, with the kelp and so when you come up you don't you don't exhale you don't flap around mm-hmm. everything's like you are one mm-hmm. with everything going on out mm-hmm. there when you just dive down you just sit there and you hold this kelp you're not moving and it's the most peaceful oh. relaxing you know and it's not even gnarly but it is kind of because you're like well i, I want to get a good breath hold so i can st- sit in case that school comes by you know um, and there's times when you're like oh there's a tuna down there and it's blue water and you know it's there's so many different applications
1: oh it's got to be so pretty down there in the kelp forest it's got to be so- so gorgeous.
0: It is mesmerizing. Yeah. Yeah. On, really the yeah on the cool. list. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, I'm right in the middle of it all. So when you get on your next trip around the world and you swing through Monterey and Santa Cruz, I'll get you out of the water. <laughs> I'm in. Definitely. Flipping back to the mauling aspect, we spent a lot of fun time. We could probably stay here for hours talking more about <laughs> like freediving and all the great bonus factors about it. Um, but one of the things too, I was, I was thinking about with you who has, you know, a lot of success, like again, modeling in the water Mm. and then also on land, like you have these two different aspects. And so first question is compare and contrast the two, you know, are they two different sports kind of, or are they the same thing?
1: Yeah. I would say, I would say they're totally different. They're totally different. Obviously, there are similarities, but but overall very different because the intention most of the time with on land sort of modeling, usually it's like editorial or for an ad for something or look pretty, do this. Mm-hmm. Fa- it's very fashion focused, whereas I feel like more underwater. There's an element of beauty to it, but you're also incorporating so much more of nature. So there's an I think there's more. And I, I feel like people can be a little more forgiving about what they're seeing in the water. I feel like people are hypercritical, way more hypercritical about what they're seeing on um, on land when, when you're doing like land photography. Does that make sense? It makes
0: total sense. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Different different sort of, because people people don't have an expectation with what they're going to see with regards to underwater photography. And now yes. they're starting to. Yeah. But with on land, everyone's done so much more of it. So you've got more of a standard or yeah. what you're looking
0: for. So the approach is different for you. Like you're probably in a different mindset. Obviously you're not holding your breath when you're, when you're yeah. on land and stuff, but no. it's a different, like, it's just a different kind of world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Which do you prefer?
1: I oh, know, but. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, yeah. Let's figure this one out. Definitely the stuff yeah. in yeah. nature. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I Yeah. It's it's my, it's an element that I'm so comfortable in. It's where I feel most at home and, you know, I'm not trying to necessarily Pose. I think there there are jobs out there with underwater stuff, but there is an element of posing and looking pretty and all of that. But but when I'm underwater and doing underwater photography or modeling, oftentimes I'm just sort of being mm. there. I think there's a there. I can do that with on-land photography, but there is still a, a tiny portion of my my brain that's going to okay, like what does the client want here with regards yep. to like my posing and how am I showcasing this fabric and what I'm wearing or yeah.
0: I get you. I get you. So, how do you choose which brands you work with?
1: Oh gosh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I I don't know if I I don't know if I really do a, a bunch of like the whole like uh, choosing. I'd say I'd say a, a part of it goes to. Are there are they aligned with what I really believe in? I try my best not mm-hmm. to work with companies, organizations with questionable character or or things that I don't believe in or promote, right? Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. And so are you able to like like when you're traveling around, sure. Do you let them know, hey, I'm gonna be in, you know, Menorca or somewhere and they're like, oh cool, can you get some shots and say so they might help fund your trip? Like like how does that go? Are you able to leverage them to maybe-
1: Yeah. Um, I think that more recently, more recently I've had brands reach out and say, would you be willing to promote them? And it's some of it is also like friends' companies, right? And so, like pakaloha bikinis, right? Like they they gave me bikinis, and they're like, "Here, would you mind?" And I'm like, "You know what? I'm just gonna take these photos. I'm just gonna take these photos out here because you know I know it's gonna be really beautiful." And yeah, I honestly, I don't, I don't do it as much because my intention isn't necessarily to go and model everywhere as it is to simply yeah. be. And yeah. then I'm just really fortunate that when I'm there, I I meet. The opportunity presents itself where I'm able to connect with photographers and other creatives, and it's like, hey, I am excited and down to do these really cool things. Would you? And oftentimes, that's more of the conversation than, hey, I'm going to be out there. Yeah. What brands do you need me to promote? Yeah. So it's more of I'm, yep. I'm just here. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I get that. I can see that for sure. So how did you first get hooked up into modeling?
1: Honestly, <laughs> I, um, Damien. Damien, mm-hmm. his his mother was a very iconic model in New York city and Damien just kind of kept a camera in front of me and I, or on me, I should say. And I, I'm not normally like to be in front of a camera. I can be, I think I've been told I've, I've got some showmanship and an ability and stage presence, but it's not something I'm actively pursuing yeah. or looking for. Mm-hmm. And so as he did it and kept the camera on me, all the reservations, right. All the self critical comments i would Mm -hmm. make to myself about my body my looks all this i kind of just stopped caring and i just kind of started to say hey all right like i'm gonna just have fun with this and if it something comes of it great if nothing comes of it all right too Mm -hmm. that's fine i'm just gonna try and i slowly got out of my my comfort you know uh, shed my skin of self-doubt and slowly started to embrace i'm like all right i'm in front of the camera i'm I am powerful. I am strong. I am confident. I believe in myself. I am beautiful in my own way, you know, um, and I'm going to enjoy simply being here. And I, if, if I were to give anyone advice when they're in front of the camera, it's just to be yourself, you know? And, and so him keeping a camera on me and, um, and then me sort of having the confidence to then give someone, uh, an agent, you know, my photos and she's like, oh yeah, like let's send you some jobs. And so then they send me auditions and, and it's just, it's just because I took a chance and did something out of my comfort zone, yeah. you know, yeah. and said, you know, to heck with any sort of criticism or critique.
0: Yeah. I love that. You mentioned for other you know, girls thinking about it, what about girls who might want to pursue like the water angle? Yeah, you know,
1: go for it, man, (laughs) get, get ready. It's going to be uncomfortable. Don't do it pretty, like don't do it pretty, just do it. Just go get gritty in it and get messy (laughs) and like, and have fun in the uncomfortable, like have fun being uncomfortable because that's all like, that's where the growth is had, right? That's where you become more patient with yourself. That's when you laugh at yourself. That's when you, if you're going to get into the underwater aspect of it, it does not hurt to take a course. I think it only helps. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I would highly encourage that anyone who's hoping to spend more time in the water, if it is modeling great, but if any, in any way, it's like, go take a free diving course, go take a breath holding course, go take a scuba diving course, like go take a, at least at the very, the fundamentals of it, because water is, it can be a really mm-hmm. unforgiving arena without the right sort of safety, mm-hmm. right? And again, I'm fortunate that I grew up around it, right? So I was kind of, I took that for granted. And like, I have these normal understanding of how the ocean works. Whereas so many of my other friends um, don't or didn't. Yeah,
0: coming into it later in life. Yeah. So now you're thinking about another trip coming up here. Yes. Do you call it a trip or do you call it just like a, I mean, is it like, how do you, what do you call?
1: The season. It's like kind of my season, right? (laughs) So I'm in a season of being here home in Hawaii. I love it. Um, And then I've got a season coming up where I will be, back on the road for a while again. Yeah. I love it.
0: So what are we talking? What's the season Is that six months, three months, like, or is it open-ended kinda?
1: Yeah, six to nine months. It's pretty open-ended. I know what I want. And I know I love the sort of slow nomadic life, not just going country to country real quick. Mm -hmm. It's like, I want to spend a few months or a couple months in in each location I go to. So that'll be coming up towards, uh, I'd say like the fall, like we're looking like August, September, and that'll be, Heading towards Australia, um, I really want to go see Rottnest Island. I'm obsessed with quokkas. I don't know why. I just am.
0: Quokkas? <laughs> yeah,
1: they're like across. Oh my gosh, I have to send you a photo. But they're the cutest creatures. The first time I saw one, oh gosh, embarrassing. I was five. I was five glasses of wine yeah, in. Yeah. Okay, and I I don't really drink all that much now, but yeah. five glasses of wine back then, I was like, yeah, woo. And I saw a quaka. It was so cute. I teared up. Like I cried, I straight up cried because of how cute it was. There,
0: describe it, please. I have no <laughs> idea. Is it ocean creature? Is it no, like a furry thing in a tree? It's like, like a
1: cross between like a teddy bear, squirrel, koala, mouse. Like <laughs> just a cute little two two sort this thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, I'm starting in Australia, I'll definitely do some diving out there, and then I'm working my way out west. I'll be in Raja Ampat and and like Bali in Indonesia. Where actually where my mother's from. So I'm going there to relearn some Bahasa Indonesian. Oh, and no way. Yeah, I'm so excited. And my family's wow. there. So. Oh,
0: really? Oh, My that's aunt awesome. and my uncle and
1: cousins. Yeah,
0: so. that is cool.
1: Yep. Uh, and then over to Botswana in Africa. Um, you know, and then I know I'll be heading up to Egypt in November for a wedding. Um, and I'm planning on, at, at the very least, being up there for like a month or, or two. Um, and then probably going back to Dubai or spending more time in the Middle East. Cause Yeah. From what I heard, uh, it's the best time to be in that part of the world. So, yeah,
0: that's amazing, amazing, amazing. So anywhere cold is all warm stuff.
1: Um, I think it'll be warm for that, but don't get me wrong. I mean, I do love snowboarding. I yeah. fell in love with it last year. I, yeah, I mean that's a whole other can of worms. <laughs> but yes, the answer is, I mean, I love, I yeah. love the snow too. I love snowboarding, and yeah. oh, the mountains are incredible. Yeah,
0: I know we have so much. We're very lucky. The trip sound or that season. <laughs> Sounds insane. And will you do the house sitting thing along the way or just
1: Yeah. I I mean I think if the opportunity presents itself, yeah. then yes, like Botswana, I'll definitely house it up there for two wildlife photographers. So I'm excited to get a chance to meet. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think as as sort of it unravels, I probably will. Um I like that way of traveling. And it also helps someone, not to mention I'm I'm like H- hanging out with a cool animal. But more than that is I'm helping someone like I'm I love that I'm yeah. helping people and they're they are like carefree. They can really rest
0: mm-hmm.
1: and and recharge and be with their family and be present. So that's that's what I get.
0: Yeah, about, that's so. cool. That's very cool. It's like a give take or you both give. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Well, I hope that season slash trip is unreal. Uh, Thank you. And I might have to just grab you have a, a part two to hear about your adventures.
1: Absolutely. Come meet me. Come meet me at another dive spot. Bring the kids and we'll all go do it together oh, something I love like that. that. Bring the fam.
0: <laughs> so, um, we I will in the show notes put a link to your Instagram so people could see sure. firsthand the cool stuff you're doing. and thank you for hosting me at your home here. <laughs> thank you for sharing with me Amber and all of us on the Social Life podcast today.
1: Yeah, you're very welcome, Josh. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you. So. Totally. Cheers. Cheers you
0: Thank you all so much for joining me today and sharing in the ocean life of Amber Jade. Uh, Check the show notes and I'll add some links for you to go find some of her awesome imagery and underwater modeling shots we talked about today, as well as some inspiring posts that she places on social media to keep us all fired up day to day. Hope you're all doing well and getting out in the water, making more stories for your own ocean life, and we'll see you next time.